Welcome to the Issues of Life podcast with Adam Davis, where each week we answer your biggest questions, offer a biblical perspective on the issues that matter most, and encourage you in your walk with the Lord. Hello and welcome to the Issues of Life podcast. And today we are continuing our discussion of the question, how do I know God's will for my life? Last week we were talking about God's general will for believers. And uh, and we found out that there were a lot of passages in the Bible that actually are pretty clear about that. Yeah, we looked at some of those and saw that um, God tells us pretty much exactly what he expects of us as his children. And that's really the place where we need to start. Instead of getting too caught up in what are the specific details of the future, instead we should be more concerned about what should we be doing right now. But today we're going to try to talk about God's specific plan for you. And like we've already said, the Bible is not really going to reveal the specific uh, plan for every believer's life. Um, but there should be some biblical guidance that we can look to, that we can seek to discover God's will, right? Yeah, and again, I think there are some misconceptions here, just like we saw uh, in last week's episode, that kind of have to be overcome concerning you know, how we find God's will. And we've been talking about God's will in general for believers and the second category being God's specific plan for each believer's life. I think there's even really a third category, and that would be God's will in specific situations or in answer to specific questions. And I think that's another area of God's will that people are most often interested in and confused concerning how they would actually find those answers. But I think there's an Old Testament story um, that illustrates this personal quest for God's will um, in a relatable way, in a very interesting and memorable way. And that's found all the way back in Genesis chapter 24. And this is a long story. I'm not going to read all the verses. I want to point out some specific verses along the way. But I'll read to you these first few verses of the chapter so you can see kind of what's going on here. It says, And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go unto my country and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Peradventure the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou camest? And Abraham said unto him, Beware that thou bring not my son thither again. So basically, we have Abraham entrusting his servant, whose name we're not actually given, with this incredibly important but very unique task to go and find a wife for Abraham's son, Isaac. And some very specific instructions given, of course, as to where he's to go look, trying to, of course, avoid um, finding a wife from among the Canaanites, but instead finding a wife from among his own people. So it's a strange job that he's given. And obviously, the immediate context here, this situation is not something that we're necessarily going to relate to. Um, we're not going to be tasked 
I don't imagine, with finding someone else's um, spouse. But I think within the story, there are some principles here that I think could help us. Yeah. I remember you actually giving me this as an assignment in class a few years back. I had to actually write something about this passage. I think it's perfect. I think it has some really great um, principles that all of us can learn from and kind of follow after. I think the first one um, is that God's going to reveal his will to those who follow clear commands. Exactly. God's will is revealed to those who follow clear commands. And the idea is that really this is encompassing what we talked about last week. Those things that we already know that we're supposed to be doing. If you look at the example from Genesis 24, there were some specific things this servant was told to do, specific things he was told not to do. So he had at least that much guidance. He wasn't going in completely blind, though the end result, he had no idea what that would be. That's really a lot like our situation. We don't know what the end result is going to be as far as what God's going to do with our lives. Um, And we don't know the specific answer in whatever question we're facing maybe at the moment. But we do know certain things we're supposed to do and certain things we're not supposed to do. And we can recognize that as long as we are doing those specific things, um, then we know that we're doing what's right. We know that we're doing God's will. And so we can't really expect God to show us the big picture. We can't expect God to show us the next steps if we're not even willing to just get out there and do the very things we know we're supposed to do. Why would God entrust us with bigger things if he can't trust us with the small things? And in this particular example, you see that the servant that was given this task was his most trusted servant. And what an interesting and and really incredibly important and personal task he was given, but it's because he was trusted and he had proved himself to be trustworthy and faithful by being obedient in small things. And so he started out with that much in mind. I know I have to do this and I know I can't do this and, and it should be the same for us. So I think that principle really does carry over quite well. Yeah, we need to be faithful in the little things that we know to do. Even though I think sometimes, because we, we've heard them so, so often, we just kind of seem to glance over some things that I think we all know Christians are supposed to do or the, or the way that we are supposed to act. Um, and we really need to be faithful in those things if we anticipate God giving us something even greater to do. Yeah, we definitely can't just bypass those things. Like you said, we become so familiar with them and we think, okay, I understand those things. And since I understand them now, obviously, I should be moving on to bigger and better things. But that's not the way it works. We don't move on. We don't ever move on to bigger and better things than basic obedience to what God has has told us to do. And so long as we're being faithful in those things, then God will be able to entrust us with those greater things. Yeah, so it's less of moving on from something to something better. It's actually like a building upon. Absolutely. I think the next part of the story is probably my favorite because the servant starts to pray when he actually gets to the place he's been told to go. And I think we can learn another principle from that, um, that God reveals his will to those who fellowship in close communion with him. 
I think this is important because we need to understand that those people who know and understand God's will are those people who are closest to him. We can't expect God to reveal his will to us when we're standing afar off, you know, doing our own thing, you know, waiting for God to show us the next big step. No, the people who know and understand and do God's will are those who are not only doing what they know to do right now, following those clear commands, but they're also in a close and personal relationship with him. They have drawn near to him. And so they understand his heart. And they, they're they in that constant communication with him. It's not like he's given them a map and then he sends them out on their own with no further communication. It's, it's much different than that. It's a constant line of communication. He's sent them out there in the field with constant radio communication with him. So they can always go back to him. Just like we find the servant praying when he gets to a point of, of doing everything he knows to do. Now he says, God, please help me. Show me what's next. And that's the way it ought to be for us. We do what we know to do and we ask God to show us what's next. And we have that close and personal relationship with him. And this servant obviously had a close relationship with his earthly master, Abraham. He was trusted, but he also had this close relationship with the Lord, evidenced by his immediate reaction when things were unclear. He would pray. And when God did ultimately reveal his will in that situation, his first response was to worship him. And so I think it's key for us to recognize this close relationship, this constant communication, this fellowship with God, knowing him, knowing his heart, then we can feel when he moves, uh, we know exactly where he wants us to go and what he wants us to say. And I think that is vital to this idea of knowing God's will. It's like when you think about walking with somebody else, when, when you're walking side by side, close with somebody, you can tell if they're starting to drift to the left or to the right. And so if you're trying to walk together, you can walk in the same direction as them. But if you're far off, if you're nowhere near them, then you won't be able to stay close. You won't be able to follow them as effectively. So I think God's will is definitely connected to your walk with him, for sure. The last principle we can learn from this servant um, is, is that God reveals his will to those who are faithful in current commitments. This one is similar to the first principle, and I know that might be the first thing you're thinking. Well, that sounds like following clear commands, but it is a little bit different, and I think the difference here is actually important. What I want to really highlight with this principle is the idea of serving where you are now, being faithful in your current course. In fact, we could even say it that way. Maybe not faithful in current commitments, but faithful in their current course. Instead of always looking for the next thing. A lot of times, especially with young people, but this, this plagues adults as well. We're always looking for what's next. Always discontent with where we are now and thinking, well, the next stage will be better. The next part of life will be, will be what I'm looking for. God will give me this and then everything will be better. When really, God's will for us is to, is to live and, and, and serve right where he has us at this very moment in time. And so that might include some things you don't really like right now. As a young person, God has you living you know, at home with your parents 
And his will for you is to honor and obey your parents and to learn to honor and respect the authorities he's put over you in your life. And you might think, oh, I can't wait till I graduate. I can't wait till I'm out of the house. I can't wait. Then, you know, every life will really open up. But if you don't learn to be faithful where God has you now, you're not going to be faithful where he has you next. And until you learn the lessons you're supposed to learn where you are right now, you won't be prepared to do what God has for you next. So I urge you to learn from this servant to be faithful in your current course and in your current commitments. And I love the one thing he says in this passage. It's in verse 27. He says, uh, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who hath not left destitute my master of his mercy and his truth. I, being in the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. Basically what he says is, I was in the right place at the right time, and that was not by accident. It was because I followed those clear commands of where to go and where not to go. I stayed close to the Lord along the way, and I was faithful in what I knew to do at the time, where God had me at the time, and because I was in the way, and not like we use the terminology, not being an obstacle, but I was where I was supposed to be, and I was living and serving where I was supposed to be. Then God showed me what was next, and we have a beautiful, you know, happy ever after ending for Isaac and his wife, thanks to this servant's faithfulness to just doing what God asked him to do. So I think this is, again, such an important principle for us to be faithful where God has us right now. David's a really good example of that as well. You think about how he was out in the field. He was faithful in the commitments, in the obedience to his father right then in in that phase of his life. Though Maybe he had aspirations to do something else. Maybe he, he had goals in mind. He was content. He was faithful in doing the lowliest of jobs in his family while his brothers did all sorts of things. And it was because of that humility, because of that contentment, and serving God wherever he was at that time. That's, I think, partly why God chose him to then be the next king of Israel. That's absolutely correct. And we find the same example in other lives, like Joseph, who um, who always found himself in places worthy of complaining about by someone else's choices than his own, but he was willing to do exactly what God wanted him to do, no matter where he was, whether that was in a pit, whether that was in prison, and eventually God exalted him to uh, a great position uh, and was able to use him to do incredible things, but he had to be faithful to serve the Lord in whatever season, in whatever place, in whatever circumstances. And that's such a good lesson for us to learn. It's God's will is not about looking for what's next. It's about serving God the way we know we ought to, right where we are, right now. That's what we want for you. We want you to be in God's will right now in whatever season or phase of life you are in, whatever the general will of God is for your life. We want you to be obeying him right now so that later on down the road, Maybe he can give you something else to take on the responsibility for or something else for you to accomplish in his name. But right now, he wants to see that you can be faithful, you can be obedient in the little things, like David, like this servant. So thank you for listening to these two short episodes about God's will for your life. I truly hope this has kind of cleared up some of the confusion that often surrounds the discussion of God's will. And hopefully it's helped you as you think about what God would have you do now and moving forward. 